0: So welcome in, all of you joining me on this special episode, this special mini-series for New Leaders Council San Antonio. Really excited to put this out. This will be kind of the pilot episode, if you will, of this mini-series, interviewing leadership from NLC San Antonio. And for those of you listening today, of course, I'm your host, Zachary Esparicueta, recent alumni and, of course, fellow of NLC San Antonio. Um, And I have Mary Ellen Villees joining me, Taylor Watson, and Jake Reina Casanova. Uh, joining me on today's podcast, leadership from NLCSA. So, guys, welcome.
1: Hello, and thank you for having us, Zach. We really appreciate it, and excited to be here.
0: So, I I kind of wanted to get started uh, by I'm going to go roundtable style, Mary Ellen. I'm going to start with you. Um, just kind of give the listeners a short, brief. Backstory, how you got to this point. You can include your your role now with what you do as far as work goes, um, but for sure include your role with NLC San Antonio, um, class year, things like that.
2: Yeah, well, thanks so much, uh, you know, Zach, for having us again. So, Mary Ellen Bellis, my pronouns are she, her. I want to make sure our audience is aware of one of our uh, norms and community agreements that we honor here at NLC. NLC has been around for over 15 years, I've been a part of it since 2016. Um, You know, originally it came to founding in San Francisco and quickly spread to almost 50 chapters across the country. San Antonio was fortunate to come around in about 2016 when it was very clear that there needed to be a program of this type that trained place-based leaders, and there wasn't one here. And so a great group of people um, started it, got together, and we're a volunteer-based organization. So literally put in the volunteer time to say, we're going to run a six-month leadership program. Uh, to train face to leaders on social entrepreneurship and and strategy around campaign management and running for office and all kinds of different topics. Uh, And I got to be part of that first class in 2016. There was about 13 of us who all were brand new to this program, and we're so excited to go through it together. And uh, since then, I have been a part of NLC and started as a fellow, of course, became the chapter director of San Antonio right after and have been um in either the chapter director of the chapter co-director for the past seven years i think right now uh, which is super exciting jake is our other co-director who's on the pod with us you know i'm a i'm a political operative i work for a political digital firm right now and um have worked my way to serve on the national board of directors for nlc because I firmly believe in the mission of our organization
0: all right. And as far as my Zoom screen, we're going to go next, which is Jake Reina Casanova. So I'll go with you, Jake. Uh, introduce yourself, maybe what year you attended NLC San Antonio, and anything else you want to share with the listeners about yourself?
1: Awesome. Well, yeah. Again, thank you for having us. My name is Jake Reina Casanova. My pronouns are he, him, his. Um, currently, professionally, I am a grants administrator for uh, a local healthcare cent- health center here in San Antonio, community care health centers. I was a fellow back in 2019. So as I reference nowadays, that's basically like last year, um, just because of everything <laughs> going on. Um, but I jumped right into being on serving on the board right after my institute. And it just NLC just meant a lot to me. It was a place where I only not only increased my network with amazing individuals in, the, in our community that are making change, but it it also got me out of my comfort zone. It got me to not only just focus, you know, on my on my career industry, which is healthcare, but really a plethora of, of industries throughout the, the the local landscape and making sure that we all are making change for our community. Um, and so as Mary Ellen mentioned, right now I am the co-director. Um, I am excited to, to be to i on this director for another year. So excited for our next cohort to start in January of 2023. Um, and being being on the board and w- leading with um, a bunch of other change makers that are that also serve on the NLC board. I'm excited for the the upcoming board that we are gonna have this
0: year. Thank you, Jake. And last but certainly not least, Taylor. So welcome to the pod, Taylor.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I'm very excited to be here and uh, share how much we love um, this amazing organization. Uh, my NLC journey is an interesting one because I was a fellow in 2021 It's when I completed Institute but I actually became aware of it when Mary Ellen was going through in 2016. I had just moved back to San Antonio after going to school um, on the East Coast and hadn't originally intended to return because I felt like there wasn't a lot of progressive change or opportunities here that I was interested in. and happened to be here, happened to run into a bunch of the Institute fellows from 2016 at an event, and I was like, I have found my humans. They were asking difficult questions, doing all sorts of innovative change from the political perspective and nonprofits, um, innovation and startup spaces um, all around the city, and I was so excited to interact with that class. Um, They were kind of sharing what Institute is about, and like Mary Ellen said, it's a six-month training program, but things I really love about it are that we train uh, our fellows on fundraising as well as require them to complete a project, preferably one that ties into the work that they're doing or is targeted towards making a direct impact on an issue affecting the city. And I think that's really unique to leadership programs and both build skills, but also networking and uh, you can see the evidence of change in the way the fellows think as well as in the city over time as the classes have gone through it. And they were like, find what you want to work on, show up for something consistently till everybody knows who you are and when you're ready, apply. And so I chose to get really involved in neighborhood and community organizing, which tied into my interest in urban development and some of the work I was doing at the time in the real estate community and um, have become known for asking difficult questions at public meetings around the urban development space. (laughs) And I really made that choice after meeting the 2016 fellows um, that informed my own project when I was going through the Institute in 2021. Um, I worked on finding ways to make it easier for average people who may not be familiar with public processes with the city to understand them and engage, um, and then have translated that to working on a couple of political campaigns and serving as the district two zoning commissioner. And all of those really cool opportunities came through being involved with NLC and knowing some of the other fellows, and then um, have also been able to do really cool things to try and address equity and affordable housing issues and, and increase civic engagement with, with the classes that I've gone through that are my friends and networks now. So I love it for that reason. Um, I chose to be on the board immediately after doing the institute year because we were coming out of a year of being totally virtual with a pandemic and both in NLC and other community organizations I was involved in. I was really passionate about making sure people felt like they could go back into a space and feel invested and figuring out what that looks like after we've been separated and not had that normal sense of community for a few years. So I really loved chairing this year's institute and helping develop the next class of leaders, and I'm looking forward to continuing next year.
0: Well, thank you so much, Taylor. And I I certainly agree that the capstone is unique to this leadership program and I can attest to that because this was actually the first year well starting in 2021 technically that I was a part of a leadership development program both in LSA ISD but also here with new leaders council and that was one of the things that stood out one of the the things that stood out to me about NLC was it required a capstone whereas LSA ISD and I, I love I just interviewed Austin Hawk the executive director there awesome guy um, But that's one thing I actually brought to him when I went through that graduation ceremony was like, hey, have you thought about doing a capstone? Because I loved that process with NLC San Antonio. So I can I can attest to that. It's it's unique. I loved it. I enjoyed going through it. Um, Something that you touched on, Taylor, I'm just going to stick with you, is that, you know, you went through the program in 2021 and it was all virtual. Uh, To my understanding, my class was, I I believe, similar to 2020 and that it was kind of kind of half and half. Um, So what was that like? I have to ask, you know, going through an all virtual class now that you've actually seen, even though you're in a leadership role now, but you've actually seen what it's been like to be kind of in person more. um, What was it like for you, though, going through virtually?
3: It was definitely an interesting learning experience. Um, I think a lot of the people who are attracted to this program really care about making authentic connections with people and centering relationships and networks of social capital of all kinds At the in the middle of the work that we do, um, advancing equity and focusing on what is real, what is happening and supporting people who are actually doing the hard work and usually don't have access to resources in the community to build them up as leaders and provide them those tools and resources they need is a huge part of our program. So everybody in this group with all of our different jobs, professions, experiences, talents is very human oriented. So it was interesting to try and create those authentic connections and enter a vulnerable space where you're you know, It takes a lot of humility to grow, but also one of the unique things about our program is that we reflect on what work you want to do in the context of your own journey, um, holistically, looking at your life and some of your priorities personally. And so connecting virtually in that way was required a lot of creativity. And we'd already been in the pandemic for a year. So most of us had been on Zoom. We started January of 2021, right? So we'd been on Zoom for about nine to 10 months, depending on where you worked. So It was, we figured out how to engage and like really get a lot out of the educational programming, but building those relationships with each other, we've really worked hard to do as a class this year, because some of that natural ideation that can happen with interpersonal in-person interactions um, was harder to do on Zoom, Um, but it's It's been a good thing, in a sense, because since we didn't get to have that experience until way at the end of Institute, where we were able to do some social things when San Antonio was opening back up, as we've been doing projects or continuing the work or have moved into new positions um, in our professional lives this year, a lot of us have continued to connect and partner um, to help each other advance our work, and we're very intentional about that as a result of our experience. So, um, I think it's, it was, it was different, but it was still um, a great opportunity and, and a good way to challenge yourself as a leader. How do you um, improvise and adjust when things don't go as planned? How do you connect with people uh, in non-traditional ways? So definitely something I value, even though it was virtual.
0: You know, it was interesting uh, for the listeners. Of course, this is going to be the first episode that they hear about NLC San Antonio, but I've, as you No, I've interviewed some other fellow fellows of mine uh, for NLC 2022 and something that a few of us talked about and kind of agreed upon we talked about that first weekend that lead weekend right and that's big for the program right to kind of like set the tone for the next six months and something that was kind of funny since you know we're talking about being virtual and being in person is that that's a huge weekend for being vulnerable it was interesting because something that and I can't remember if it was Nicolette or Jonathan that we kind of talked about it, but you know we talked about how I don't know if I would have been that vulnerable had I been in person, but being virtual, it's kind of like okay, well I had my dogs next to me, I was at my desk, like I felt a little more comfortable to like share the things I shared. Um, there was even like a side moment that I had like with Lily that we shared like very personal. Things that we both gone through, like I don't know if I would have gone if I would have had that same um, experience if it was in person. And I think I think it was Nicolette who kind of said the same thing, you know. So it's it's interesting how how things can still work out even when they are when they are virtual. And of course, we're doing it to um, to keep safe, Mary Ellen. I want to I want to go back to you. You've you've been a part and around NLC San Antonio since 2016, the first class here in NLCs SA. How have you seen it grow? over the last, what, six, six years now, yeah? Um, yeah. How have you seen that progression?
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing to see, you know, we graduated our very first class in 2016, and now we're on our seventh class of NLC fellows in the, twenty you know, 2022 class. And it's just been, I mean, it, to feel the energy in the room and to see the, the impact that we're having on the community is just tenfold um, and it's evident. And so for me, you know, the reason I do a lot of this work and I, you know, my background has always been in government service and, you know, political campaigns. And it's because we are all working for a better social and political climate. We are all working for equity in every single space. We're all working to advance, you know, reproductive justice, immigrant rights, you know, every every kind of bucket we have people in. Um, And so uh, I think one of the beauties of NLC San Antonio is really, it's a social incubator. It's an incubator for collective impact. And we see that based on, you you know, how fellows, they meet on lead weekend, which I know you kind of touched on it uh, really quickly, which is a signature experience that kicks off our six months institute. It's our own, you know, in-house programming. Um, they meet, they learn that, yeah, we're like-minded, but so different. And that's the beauty of NLC is we're a small cohort style model where we bring together cross industry, cross sectors to advance, you know, and and achieve this collective impact.
0: Now, Jake, uh, I don't want to leave you out here. I, I definitely do want to go and do another roundtable style question for, for all three of you. And Jake, I'm going to start with you. Um, what was a moment in, in 2019 when you were going through NLC that really stood out to you? Kind of a moment where you were like, oh, wow, like I'm, I'm getting something out of this. <laughs>
1: So funny you asked that because I was kind of, kind of going back to what you're mentioning actually about lead weekend. I think for me, that was very, it was extremely eye opening, and I completely, now looking back, I'm like, wow, I was actually very vulnerable <laughs> and I could totally see, like when you were saying like, oh yeah, I have my dogs next to me. I probably, I, I mean, I think I was like completely open at that point, but I was like, I can, I totally get that feeling that you could have been or I could have been more like relaxed or like you know felt at home obviously because being home but in that moment like being around the individuals that that were there with my cohort it was interesting because I I'm not that type um I was never you know very vulnerable I didn't really like being vulnerable um just because you know prior history and like my upbringing and all and all of that stuff you know I had to Put on a brave face all the time, you know, continue, even though things might be going wrong. Uh, but I think in that moment, the very first weekend, going through lead weekend, um, and we all know, especially with the life maps, that itself was kind of like one, one of, if actually I would say it was the moment where I was like, almost like a release and kind of a reminder of like, you've gone through a lot, Jake, like it's okay to take a moment and, and, and re- recognize that, and then also, kind of from there, dive into what you want to do to to make change in the community um, for for all the injustices that that we have gone through. And I, so, long story short, definitely life maps. Um, but that was that was definitely the moment for me.
0: And Marilyn, I want to I want to go back to you real quick because. You know, we're we're talking about being vulnerable during Lead Weekend, and for listeners who know nothing about <laughs> Lead Weekend or NLC San Antonio, I think it might be good uh, for someone not only in a leadership role but who's been around this program since 2016 to kind of explain a little bit more, go into more detail about what Lead Weekend is.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I, y'all are sharing the beauty of it, and I'm <laughs> like people need to know. So you will apply because we are actively recruiting for our 2023 class right now, and so I have the pleasure of serving as a lead facilitator, which means I get to. Um, facilitate this signature programming that is um, special to NLC New Leaders Council across the country um, in chapters. From you know, uh, I did Montana this past year, which was wonderful to join their cohort. Um, and so what we do is we we kick off our institute weekend or our whole institute experience with this programming that we call Lead. Um, you know, it's it's uh, Lead, engage, advocate, and develop. And we're really trying to build that community and spend hours and hours. Um, taking folks that are, you know, walked in maybe strangers and building them into the NLC family. And we do this by really breaking down your past, um, really examining your future. And a lot of that really uh, depends on um, taking a hard look at our goals and our dreams. And so we walk you through activities and really do some very mindful and thoughtful exercises on what are my goals? Um, Maybe I've been too scared to say them maybe it's that i want to make a big life change change careers uh, change jobs i really want to you know go on my own and start my own business and we you know we we tackle it and it's it's like a mountain a goal mountain and we're going to head up that mountain together and really dissect what it is and how do we you know tackle those goals in a meaningful way and an accountable way to where someday we can reach our dream day and whatever that looks like, a place that's you know more equitable for all of us, a place where you feel, you know, safe and supported. Um, and so we are really building community off of examining these goals and also kind of building an accountability feature so we can say, hey, I want accountability buddy because I I want to run for office in five years. Let's start getting the ball in motion now. Or, you know, I want to serve on a board of commissions. It's it's a really um wonderful experience where people can open up about uh the trajectory of their lives, where they've been, how they what made them so special. And, and uh, it's it's a great
0: experience. You know, and just to kind of share my own experience, and, and I, I think, Jake, you kind of echoed this. That was really my first, and it, I mean, it's the first weekend, but it was like the first eye-opening experience for me and set the tone for me. Like, I felt like after being that vulnerable, after sharing some experiences uh, with one of my lead group members, Lily, like, I was able to feel closer to them when we had that first in-session or that first in-person session. I think it was March is when we first had it. Like just going through Lead Weekend, even though it was all virtual, like I just felt closer to my fellows already because of doing the life map. Um, Also at at the end of Lead Week, I think it was the Sundays when we did the Dream Day times 10. and, And like that is something I still think about almost every day. Like I look at it, I think about it. A lot of the things I wrote down in there. I'm not a big writer. It's something I think I mentioned a few times um, (laughs) during some of the classes. Like, I don't really write, I don't journal, and I probably should because I think I got a lot of reflection out of it. But just doing that, journaling that, like, it, I don't know, it just gave me, it made some of my goals more clear, but it also, like just gave me something to imagine and to think about. And so I really just kind of my, I wanted to share that just for any listeners who are thinking about that. Um, Anyways, I just wanted to share that, but uh, Taylor, I want to, I want to go back to you. You know, I asked Jake this question, but for you, what were some moments last year, 20, yeah, 2021 that kind of stood out to you when you were going through um, uh, NLC San Antonio?
3: Yeah, so weed definitely had an impact and kind of ties into my some of my favorite memories that happened later in Institute. I think um, by like March or April, it was really apparent in how like my lead group, one of the things that's part of Weed Weekend and to facilitate the great things that Jake and Mary Ellen have shared about um, you know why we do this programming. How you build a team from your NLC family to help you advance your goals. Is we have also small groups of three to five people, depending on how big the class is, that are your direct accountability partners throughout the program, but also hopefully beyond, and become typically become very close friends and keep you accountable to some of the deliverables, um, like completing your project um, throughout your time in institute, and also are your safe space, right? So as you're, you're struggling with challenges in, in processing life, learning through the Institute, um, you know, any challenges in society, in your work, in your projects, they're also your team that have your back. Right. And so, um, it became really clear in like March or April that I was very skilled at like helping people be vulnerable and feel safe, which, um, and was very much like an emotional leader in spaces when difficult subjects came up, which is not to like praise myself, but that is something I had struggled with my entire life. Like I have had a really challenging set of experiences and I am very self-aware about them, but feeling comfortable and making others feel comfortable sharing them and, and realizing, oh, like I have these priorities and goals, and the work that I want to do, or the issues that I care about, and it's connected to something from my experience, when you can lean into that power of experience that really motivates you, and find what boundaries work for you, and which ones don't, and be a supporter to the people around you that you've come to care about, to help them engage, and succeed in the things they want to accomplish in a healthy way, it's very empowering, and motivating, Um, I put in a lot of time to this program, but I never want to stop when I'm in the middle of working it. Unlike some other things, like, you know, there's community organizing efforts where you're trying to get a lot of people who disagree to, like, how a parking system should be set up in a neighborhood. And that can get really exhausting because there's some things that just can't be done, right? And some of the challenges we're trying to solve in New Leaders Council as individuals as well as in the city, um, you know, it's it's something that you just continuously get energized by because people are so passionate and so genuine. Um, and it's really purpose-driven model of developing leaders so i loved by march and april how apparent that was and without that lead experience i don't think i would have been forced to interact in that way and that's also as a as an institute chair been my favorite thing about the last year has also been helping our fellows find a way to ask questions that works for them to to find that purpose that motivates them
0: and jake i wanted to ask you You've done this for you've been in a leadership role with NLC for for a couple of years now. You know what what led you to make that decision to jump into that leadership role, and what's uh, what's kept you there <laughs> for at least a couple of years?
1: Yeah, I think for me, first and first part, um, kind of reflecting on my NLC experience, I really love. I really also love the capstone, so that that is another component of NLC. Um, as you were mentioning. And so for me, that was very impactful in, in a sense that it, it allowed me to realize like I had a tangible impact, you know, I, I, on, on my community and what I was doing and what I was doing within my role, within professionally or um, extracurricular, like such as my, my involvement with NLC. And so I knew like I, I wanted to hang on to that. I wanted to, I really appreciated that feeling and that emotion and that excitement of giving back to my community. Um, my organization because my Capstone was tied to my organization. Um, and so that was initially my, my, my thought as far as giving back to my community um, in a more even more impactful way because I knew that as we created these cohorts and as we have new cohorts, you know d- however many individuals that we have on the in, in each fellowship class, there, that's the number of new capstones that we're going to create. That's the number of new potential pro- programs or projects, um, or even candidates that we'll have in our community for to lead change in our community. And I think that for me was one of the, the leading aspects of it. And then also just giving back as far as really, really loving the mission and vision and value of NLC and what it's doing for not only San Antonio but, you know, as Maryland Ellen, Mary Ellen mentioned, there's fifty chapters across the nation. So it's a collective. Um, it's a collective. Uh, impact that we're having throughout the nation in, in a lot of major cities and a lot of states. And so for me, that's the, the fulfillment that I get back when I'm able to say, like, I have been in this this current role that I'm in as a director for the past year, but as a leader within NLC for the past three
0: you know something I'm really looking forward to now that I'm technically alumni is is the events going forward and and the the meet and greets and the the mixers and uh, things that would happen sometimes after institute. I know that you know these past few months it was it's sometimes difficult for me to to be at institute all day and then still go to like you know the, the mixer or the meet and greet afterwards but you know knowing that there's going to be alumni events going forward and that those things are still going to be happening, you know, next year. And of course, alumni will be invited. Like, I'm really looking forward to that because I feel like there's, I'll be going to most of those, <laughs> if not all, uh, since I won't, you know, be spending the whole day at, at, at Institute. Um, so, so Mary Ellen, I kind of want to ask you again, since you've been around NLC for for some years now, is like kind of talk about how NLC doesn't end with Institute. Like it doesn't just end after those six months.
2: No. In fact, I always say it begins with NLC Institute, but there's not an end. You graduate and you become an active member of the NLC alumni community. And now there's NLC alums in San Antonio. We actually are 103 plus our new uh, cohort. So we've grown to almost about 120 at this point, which is just super, super exciting. We grow little by little every year. But you also join a national network of NLC alums that have the same experience as you. They all went through lead. Um, they all you know, go through the same um, types of sessions during the NLC Institute with a variation because, of course, every community looks a little different with the issues that are affecting them. Um, And then that there's 10,000 NLCers across the country um, that you get opened up to who are there to be a support system, you name it, um, progressive partners, uh, challengers, you know, great things. Um, So the NLC alumni experience is is wonderful. Locally, it looks like serving on our, our wonderful local board. Our alumni chairs locally have put together a tour of San Pedro Creek to see the development that is happening there um they we've done you know community service projects at family service association and through other organizations but i mean one of the biggest uh, nlc alumni things that's coming up in two, less than two weeks and i'm or actually two weeks no less than a week i don't even know at this point we're just so excited and who knows by the time this airs um we are going to be at our national convention in philadelphia and we will convene with folks from all the chapters across the country um and you'll get to meet so many different amazing humans hear from folks like congressman um andy kim um, and some other wonderful speakers, you know, I think Erin Haynes is one of them. She's the editor at large for uh, the 19th and a contributor on MSNBC. And so um, there's just so many wonderful resources, events, and whether they're uh, virtual conversations that are happening across the country uh, that our, our folks can join.
0: And Taylor, for, for yourself, I, w- I wanted to go back to you. Aside from, aside from me, you're the most recent fellow, you attended NLC most recently, aside from myself, um, I kind of wanted to get like like the notable differences, I guess you could say, between being a fellow and like being in leadership or alumni. Like what were some of those differences that that you felt through? Like maybe you felt like you got more out of being in leadership than you did as a fellow. Like just kind of explain maybe some of those differences that you noticed.
3: Yeah, well, it's also kind of an interesting question, right? Since I was one of the few fellows that had a totally virtual experience. so. It was very, I mean, there's some very distinct differences in how we approached our deliberately designed community engagement component in terms of building those bonds, building that sense of team spirit, um, building a desire to want to continue contributing after Institute Um, there, you know, you want to get people invested in the organization. So the approach was different between the two clusters just because it was a different format and that was necessary. Um, So keep that in mind uh, as I answer this, Um, being in a fellow, Things that I really enjoyed about it were um, having to do, having to be in a situation where you had a limited amount of time to solve a problem and practice a skill you may not have had very much experience with. Like one of the sessions that stood out to me was our crisis communication session, where we got to actually pick a couple of things that were happening at the time. In the city. Um, this was like right after Snowbid, So there was a few issues going on and we had to develop a strategy to address the issue. And so it was a really fun team building activity because we did it in small groups. Um, and because it was on Zoom, it couldn't like go super long. Right. There's like a certain amount of pressure with a breakout room to like make sure you're staying on schedule. And so that actually made it made it a better exercise because we really had to commit to like getting a result and working as a team to do it in a short amount of time. Um, So that was great having practice with that. I'm typically somebody who's like, let's the perfect be the enemy of the good. So being forced into a situation with a bunch of different people, we rotated who we were with in teams as we were doing exercises around fundraising or communications or organizing was really awesome. And I think there were things about the virtual experience that made that really effective. In terms of this last year where we've done hybrid and being an institute chair in general, I love developing people. It's one of my biggest passions and something I bring to every job I've ever had. And I've worked in a very wide variety of industries, <laughs> including teaching. Um, so it's really awesome for me to see like the light bulbs going off and being able to go from one month session where we tried a specific format of the learning tool and it maybe didn't hit quite what you needed and being able to take that and do the next month a little bit differently and seeing a light bulb click. So I really enjoy that as a leader, but also it was fun to be able to try different things so that everybody's needs were met in the, in the team, right? So if somebody is more of a verbal or audio learner to make sure we had some programming that allowed them to do that, and then in some of the later sessions, maybe having um, an exercise where you're like, all right, you have 10 minutes, here are some targeted questions. How can we like push you to identify what your next goals are in then create a space for you to partner with some people to make sure you can meet them. So that was really fun. And I think really rewarding to see that people were growing in different ways um, and to see that progression throughout Institute the last six months, because it was very clear from like the beginning to the end, um, how much people got excited about what they were doing. And we had people choosing to go to graduate school, people changing jobs because they really got a lot out of Institute. And that's always, you want people to live their best life and be giving back to the community. And so that's, that's awesome when you get to contribute to that.
0: And real quick, before we wrap up here, uh, Taylor, since you were just talking, I just kept thinking about that last institute, uh, not the graduation one, but the the one in May, where I know you had to make some pivots and you had to make some changes and <laughs> make some phone calls and reach out. I just want to give you some praise. I, I know, what what was it called? Was it called Rain or, or Rose? Whenever we do the the rain and the, the thorns. Uh, but like, I, I want to give you that praise just because I know, and, and Jake, obviously you were there too. I'm sure you were putting in some work, you know, making that happen and, and getting those guests when people had to cancel, you were able to still make it happen, Taylor. So shout out to to both of y'all, but Mary Ellen, I, I want you to kind of wrap up the podcast by explaining to the listeners, sharing with the listeners, you know, how can they learn more about NLC, uh, specifically NLC San Antonio, if they're here in the San Antonio area and how can they apply?
2: Yeah. So we are newleaderscouncil.org on the internet. Um, you can go to that website and see amazing information about our organization as a whole and also uh, each individual chapter. Um, For NLC San Antonio, the information will be there, but we're also on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Instagram, you can find us, um, NLC underscore SATX. We post lots of information about our recruitment dates, which will be posted very, very soon. Um, The application for the 2023 six-month Institute uh, Fellowship, which is January 2023 to June 2023, is already open. Um, The deadline to apply is a little before mid-September, and so we are actively recruiting on a rolling basis um, for those folks who want to apply right now. I think I would like to just close with this, is News Leaders Council was designed to be an incubator for place-based leaders in their community and to really give them the tools and the training they need to make a collective impact. And right now, there's a lot of things happening that feel very heavy, very dark, and very just, you know, we're, we're under attack. Our rights are under attack our communities are under attack. And when you attack one of us, you attack all of us. And so um, now is not the time to be discouraged, but rather the time to take that anger and that frustration and that sadness and turn it into action. And, and also puts passion into action. Um, and so I you know really encourage people to get involved, whether it's you know wanting to actually go through our program, whether to sp- support us monetarily um, and, and support our mission so we can continue training leaders across the country. Um, But this is an organization that I give my whole heart and soul to because it will be the solution to so many of the problems that we have across the country because the folks who are doing the work are already there and they've been heads down working really hard for a very long time um, to try to uh, speak on behalf of others and we just need to uplift their voices.
0: Before I end this end this with the listeners, you know, I kind of want to give a quick plug for Eric and the zag podcast for NLC. If, if you are interested in hearing some stories, um, even even myself, uh, but of course, other alumni that have gone through um, NLC in different parts of the country, I think there's like 300 and something episodes there on the zag go listen hear there, you know, testimony about nlc and their experience and um, i would definitely encourage the listeners to go do that um, but thank you all three of you so much taylor Mary Ellen, jake thank you all so much for joining this this special mini series for nlc san antonio really excited to kind of kick this off and get some more stories from other fellows of, uh, of nlc san antonio so thank you all again thank you, thank you so
3: much and for your praise earlier